everybody. Hi. Hello. Recruiting Animal here on September 21. I want to thank my sponsors, Marty Snyder of PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army Knife of Recruiting Software, and Nin Tran of Hire Tool, the Super Duper Sourcing Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, Nin with an H at the end. Okay, Adam W. Gordon, well, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Thanks. I'm really, really pleased to be back. Okay, Adam W. Gordon on Twitter is uh, Adam underscore W underscore Gordon. But I have to tell you, I remember almost nothing from what you said before. <laughs> so you have to tell us again what you do in 15 seconds. If you can't do it in 15 seconds, I'll do it. Go ahead. Uh, I run a talent pipeline software product, which uh, helps the world's employers to hire faster, higher quality. Okay, that's not very good, um, but I'll, we'll get back back into it later. I'd like to hear about what this guy has to say about what he does for a living. Okay, well, look, we'll get to that. Okay, here's what his, his shtick is. I'm going to tell you, I do remember parts of this. Okay, he says that ordinary recruiters are addicted to a, a triple shot. They like job boards, they like LinkedIn, and they like agencies. That's it. Okay, his idea is that you map your entire potential uh, talent target group, and then you start sending out content to them on a regular basis. So I remember vaguely last time he's got a whole team of sourcers who uh, create They'll go, they'll go to a client, they'll say, we're going to create a map, a list of all the potential target people, or most of them, uh, that you might want to hire. And we're going to contact those people on a regular basis, especially at key points in their lives, uh, to you know, put them on the candidate journey, to, to bring them in, to engage them. Am I right about that, Adam Gordon? Is that essentially what you do? Yes, but the magic is that we track them around the internet so that we can allocate an engagement score to each candidate and therefore the recruiters can filter their candidates based on who's hot and who's higher ready right now. Okay. So now, we'll track here's, email, we track another... email opens and yeah. Okay. Now I read an article by Casey Donovan, maybe you know him from Facebook, and he he yes. calls these he calls these higher ready. He wrote an article about talent pipelines. He calls these higher ready, what you just called higher ready candidates, he calls them near, near ready. And, and there's certain dates that he likes to really hit people. Employment anniversary dates, uh, their birthdays, especially 30, 35, 40, you know, when you're getting into middle age. Uh, what, what he calls... Uh, so I'm losing you again. It's getting noisy. Com you know, company when there's when there's a lot of action in a certain industry, uh, their company might get bought. That's a good time. Uh, or when they stay in their job longer than is is normal. That's also a good time. Are those the key times for you, or are there other target dates that you're after? No, I, we don't really follow those. To be honest, um, I, I think it's important to nurture people regardless of whether they're coming up for a birthday or whether they are. And that's all manual as well. You can't really automate that. So we want to do it at scale. Our, our, our clients are putting like 30, 40, 50, 100,000 potential candidates into our software product and using that to nurture those people. So we're, we're, we're not doing anything manual like that. We want to do it at okay, scale. Well, tell and you can, you know. 100,000. 100, can you give us an example for 100,000 candidates in a, 
in, in a in a group, or, or are they all the same job, or like well, what are we talking about exactly? Um, so we've got so our clients typically use candidate ID for what I would call the Michael Page level, um, sort of qualified volume uh, in kind okay, of American that's your company. terms. It would that's be. your company. Wait a sec, candidate mm. ID, right? Yeah, Is it candidate, candidate ID. ID dot, candidate ID dot com. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, 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 they mostly use candidate ID for what I call the Michael Page or the Robert Walters level of uh, level of appointments. So it's what I call qualified volume. And um, so one company uses it for clinical project managers. One company uses it for salespeople. One company uses it for strategy consultants. It's the sort of thirty to one hundred and fifty thousand dollar kind of salary bracket. Uh, most companies have got most international companies have got millions of people on their applicant tracking system. So a hundred thousand is uh-huh. a pretty condensed group, to be honest. Oh, okay. You know, but so that could be that could be eighty percent of their total addressable market. So it could be a large, large proportion of the addressable market. And the reason that I say that uh, recruiters are kind of uh, overexposed to the dependency triplets, or what you call the triple shot, is because they've they've normally got most of their shortlist already in their applicant tracking system. They just don't, they just aren't able to access it. And because they don't know who's cold and who's warm and who's higher ready, that means they don't know who to, to, to reach out to. So first thing that they do, the easiest thing for them to do is just go onto LinkedIn and start looking for people on there and put job, job adverts out. And then, you know, they're just spending more time and more money creating a short list of people who they've already got on their applicant tracking system. So our purpose is to recycle all of those people, nurture them, and provide the, the recruiters with the insights which show exactly who is engaged and exactly at what point they're engaged. You're essentially prioritizing the people they've already got. Is that right? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. And is and so how do you do that? How how do you prioritize the people? So Candidate ID monitors who's opening emails, who's looking at landing pages, who's looking at a career site, who's looking at job adverts, who's like who's doing certain social media activities, and it automatically allocates points according to what that activity might be. So if it's an email open, for example, that's just a low commitment activity, so it's a low number of points. Whereas if they watch a video, then it's a higher commitment activity, so it's a higher number of points. And at the same time, if they're looking at what sort of what's going on in my industry then it's a low number of points it doesn't suggest they're looking for a job but if they're looking at the the article which is basically you know what is the what does the coffee taste like at this business what, what is it really, really like to work here then they get a higher number of points so it's a balanced scorecard and it just means that they can filter according to they can they can filter according to who's hot right now and if it's a good quality group of people so you know that that could be a hundred thousand people. It could be as large as that, hundred thousand people. But if they've all got the right job title, they're working for the right for, for the competitors. Then they're probably people that, that 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 company wants to wants to talk to. So that's how it works. So let me hear something for a second. So you've got, let's say you've got a hundred people. Let's just or a thousand. Let's say a thousand people uh, on your ATS who yeah. you know have the right job titles. Or they so. Do you send, so so the way you start grading these people are through your own emails to them or your own messages to them. You're you're not grading them on their response to other people's uh, web pages and things like that. It's through your own communications. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. But you, you know what you want to there is a bit of art in this. You need to take people on a journey, um, and we segment them according to the different stage of the journey they're at. So if they're if they're no further than awareness, they're not receiving content which is like job descriptions and here's why it's a great place to work. Um, they're getting stuff that's more um, useful and relevant content that's going to help them with their career. Um, once they come down the funnel and they go into the education phase, that's when they'll get more employer brand 
type content and then when they come down into the consideration phase that's when they'll get content which is like what does the coffee taste like I really like to work so, here so how do you decide so how the, do you decide well, how do you decide what point in the candidate journey or how uh, they're on is that according to the number of points you've given them in in uh, in uh, terms of their response to your communications with them yeah yeah that's it so so you don't decide candidate id decides so candidate id monitors what they do and it puts them into the right stream for co- for for communication according to what they've been doing according to their behavior so if they're not looking okay. at job descriptions or what it's like to work there we, we, you know the candidates won't receive that so in order to start tracking what candidates are doing um online you need them you need their email address and you need them to either have opened an email uh, just once um, or have filled in a form to put their email address, uh, to, to give you their email address. Once you have that, there is a, uh, there's a pixel which is attached to the email. Once they open the email, it activates a cookie and um, the candidate ID then uses cookie tracking and IP recognition technology to monitor what they're doing. There's another technology we have in there called fingerprint which allows us to track people between devices. So if they're doing something on a mobile you know, cell phone, then uh, later on that day they go and do something on their, their laptop or their tablet or something, then we can track across different devices. So that, that's how it works. In terms of, you know, are the candidates, you know, are they aware that they're being tracked? I mean, they're, they're probably not, but, they, but they, 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 have, they certainly have that information. So all the emails that would go out through Candidate ID have got the, uh, you know, uh, an, un, an unsubscribe, and all the landing pages have got... Uh, the cookie notification, cook tracking notification. It's the sort of thing that people just blindly, you know, go through on the internet every day. Um, pretty much every site, pretty, pretty much every website you use is tracking you. So will they be actively aware they're being tracked? Probably not, but do we hide that? No, not, not at all. I have a question. Uh, pixel tracking in emails, right? Um, you know, if I get an email in my inbox or Gmail, Usually, Gmail will block all the images that would include the pixel. Or if I have my email client set up that it doesn't receive HTML, but text only, it doesn't show your pixel. Is there a better technology? Because effectively, you have 30 40% of the emails delivered not being tracked, even though they were open. Does that make sense? It does. It does make sense, and um, I've got to be honest. That's getting a little bit technical. But what I do know is that we don't need to. The pixel doesn't need to be embedded in, in HTML or in, in an image. The the the, pic, the pixel can be uh, within a text only. Um, it can be activated through a text only uh, email. Well, you, you can I mean, you can add images, but the, the the pixel doesn't need to sit within an image. Most of the communication that goes out through Candidate ID, incidentally, sometimes we run campaigns for companies if they want us to, so we act almost like a digital marketing business, um, but uh, other times ca- ca- companies just run, they run Candidate ID themselves. Most of the, most of the time, most of the, time the, the emails that would go out would not have images attached to them because that looks like marketing. And what you want to do is you want to, you want to make it look as if the hiring manager, and you want to position the hiring manager as the hero for all of the all of the, the communication rather than a recruiter because only 20% of people are in the market therefore the 80% of people who are not in the market they're not interested in talking to a recruiter the 20% who are in the market they definitely want to hear from a recruiter but we believe that it's very very important to put position the hiring manager as, as the kind of yeah the figurehead for any campaign normally that would just be a text only it would just be a text only email 
and it would include a link to maybe two or three different pieces of content for different stages of the funnel. And um, it would look it would look kind of casual. It would probably not be formal language. It would probably be more informal language. And it would look like you know the hiring manager is genuinely sending uh, those candidates uh, you know something that's going to be useful and relevant for them. Okay. So, but Nin. Nin's, Nin's uh, uh, one of the bosses over at Hire Tool, and they give yeah. you feedback when they do. I'm going to do their ad in a second, but when they do a search for you, when the t- Hire Tool does a search, it ranks the candidates. It uh, tells you if they're, you know, close. You know, they should be ready to make a move. Uh, gives uh, uh, give you some clue about, you know, where their salary might be. Uh, things like that. Are you doing that kind of stuff as well for your clients, sorting them that way? No. Or no, just, no, no, no. So, just um, in terms of readiness, yours, yours is just sorting people in terms of their readiness to make a move. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, it's their, their commitment. Okay. Yeah. But right now I want to tell you about diversity, okay? Everybody's always talking about diversity. And my sponsor, though, PC Recruiter, it's the most diverse and inclusive recruiting software around. And you know why? Because size doesn't matter at PC Recruiter. You hear me say it every week, and I'm going to keep saying it to you until it gets into those brains of yours. Size doesn't matter at PC Recruiter. You can be small. You can be big. Big or small, we fit them all. You might be a solo recruiter who only uses a few of the features, or you might be a giant company who keeps demanding more, more, more. Either way, PC Recruiter loves you, and they want to take care of you and cuddle you, okay? Because everybody at PC Recruiter gets good service. And you know why? I just told you, it doesn't matter how big or small you are. Size doesn't matter at PC Recruiter, so do me a favor and go check them out at PCRecruiter.net. Back to my guest, Adam W. Gordon from Candidate ID. You said you've got people working for you. Since it's, this sounds like a, a sort of a machine that operates on its own, what, are your, what does your staff do? Just to answer questions? <laughs> yeah, we've got, 16, we've got 16 people in the business. Um, some of them uh, are marketers who put together our clients' campaigns if they want us to provide service. Some of them are sourcers who help companies to build their database if they don't have a database. Um, And some of them are technical, so they're working on product updates and uh, potentially new features as well. And so you sound very optimistic. Things You were here back in April. Things have been going very well for your company. Am I right? Yeah, they have been going well. We're not – I mean, we're not actively selling, um, but we are doing quite a lot of – we're creating quite a lot of content. We're putting it out there, and but we're, we're you know, just people are getting in touch and saying, what you're talking about sounds great. Can I take a look at it? So we're just doing demos, and if people want to sign, want to sign up for Candidate ID, they, they, they do. But we're not actively going out and looking for new customers. Go, you go ahead. You finish. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah just because, because, because we're, we've only been in the market for one year. So we, so we launched in September the 1st last year, and we're still building up our case studies. So we're not ready to take mm-hmm. over the world yet, but we, uh, we've got some amazing customers that are using Candidate ID, and, yeah, it's going well. Okay, so that's what I was actually asking about, the case studies. How are the results showing? I mean, are, are there results at this point that you can oh, actually... Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
Let me tell you about Dialog Semiconductor. So um, we've been working with Cielo Talent, the RPO business, um, on one of their accounts, which is Dialog Semiconductor. Um, they needed to really ramp up um, the, the number of design engineers that, that they're hiring going into the um, second half of the year. And um, they had a database of about 3,500 uh, potential candidates. So they put them into candidate ID, and over a five-week uh, period, we uh, helped them to nurture this population, and it turned into 250 hot hire-ready candidates. So they're making hires as we speak. We had a record hiring okay. month in August. We had a record hiring month in August as a direct result. Okay. Now I want either Michael G. Cox or Nin Tran to come in with some tough questions and challenges for you, because people are saying that I'm just lobbying stuff to you, that I, I'm making it too easy for you to advertise your company. What can we ask him that he's going to be sweating about? What's Me. the average time that it takes from the initial nurture to hire? No, the answer is I, the answer is I don't know, but I mean that, that's really up to the um, that's really up to the company to you know to, to, to move forward fast on that. What, what we've got to bear in mind is that if you're putting 3,000 people into candidate ID, some of those are already in the market. So you know you could you could send out one email to candidate ID, and that turns into 20% of them saying yes, I'm interested. What we what we really want to do, however, is focus on is focus on the people who are not in the market, and we want to try and bring them down the funnel by nurturing them and showing them love. So you focus focusing on passive candidates, right? Oh uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, the active candidates will surface them straight away. The passive the passive candidates. Are, are certainly where, where candidate ID strength lies because that's in the nurturing these people. And the key thing is that individuals will go and do far, far more research before they reveal themselves as an active candidate. And if we're okay. able to track who's doing all of that research, then the recruiter knows. They know, they, they, they know who to talk to. They, they, you know, they can man-mark that person right through the process. Um, uh, something I should say is we, we now have proof which shows that use of candidate ID reduces time to shortlist by 60%, which therefore reduces time to hire because the shortlisting process is the, is the longest part of recruiting, um, therefore reduces time to hire by 40%. So right now, I think the average to hire, average to fill is about 53 days, right, across yeah, the recruiting be. industry. Uh, yeah. And you're saying that candidate ID can shave that off by you know, 40%, 20 days, right? So you can essentially shorten the, let's say, you open a new reg today and you get a higher. Yeah. yeah. And the, I mean, the reason saying? for that, is, it is what I'm saying. The, the, the reason for that is very, very simple because the job gets signed off. What does the recruiter do? They go and start searching for a shortlist from scratch. So they've got to go and you know, reach out to 80% of the people they're finding and reaching out to are not in the market and don't care and aren't interested in their messages. So if they can remove that 80%, and they know who are the 20%, like right now, today, in real time, it means that they don't have to waste their time talking to people that just are not okay, interested Okay, so you don't in, mean, in it, you don't, jobs. hold on, you mean, wait, wait a second, you don't mean the 20% who are active, because you just said you're looking for passive candidates, it is the 80% that you're after, but you want to be nurturing them on a regular basis, so the first time you, you know, so you, you're not always just contacting them out of the blue every once in a while. You've got a, a regular ongoing relationship with them. You are after the 80%, right? Well, you're after, well, of the 80%, you want to know which of those behind the scenes are warming up and are getting hot because... Yeah, so we're not know, talking you know about that, the active yeah. 20%. What, okay, so let's say there's 20%, okay, you've got 1,000 candidates, but uh, let me talk. You've got 
percent of them, they're active, okay? So they're yeah. low-hanging fruit. What you're interested in are the people who are close to being low-hanging fruit. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So what did what was it that Casey okay. Donovan calls it? The near near ready or something like that. Near actives. Near actives. Near. The near yeah, fine. So that's who you want to you want to know who they are. You want to know who's been going and looking at your career site and who's been looking at your job descriptions but haven't yet applied. So let's say there's 20% of people who are active and they're the low-hanging fruit. Of the other 80%, maybe 5% of them are so hot that they haven't yet yet revealed that they're an active candidate, but they've done enough that you pick up the phone to them and they say yes. Okay. And you track people so. who so let me just say, if people fill out a job form and they decide halfway they don't want to, do you still put them on your – do you count that as a point? Do they get a Absolutely, full points yeah. or ten points? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah, even yeah, if yeah. they, they, they'll, they'll even if they don't that. finish. Nin. Tell me if I'm wrong, right? If if you are posting a job and you get four active applications using candidate, using candidate <laughs> ID, you can get one more application. If you're saying you're converting five more percent of people. What's the question? So let's say you post a job, you get four active applications, right? Using candidate yeah. ID, you get one more job application, essentially. Because instead of 20, you said, you know, there's 5% more people who are hot. And eventually, down the road, you get more, possibly, right? Uh, yeah. Now, Adam, I'm questioning, like, what is the value of having one more job application? Does that ultimately convert to, like, I, I see the disconnect between, like, one more job application and then 40% cut down on higher time. Does that make sense? So. Yeah, yeah, well, I think yeah, most it, people yeah, are getting more than five applications. Um, I, I, they're probably dealing with much larger numbers in the, in the types of clients he's dealing with. I would imagine. Correct. Okay, so yeah, I mean that, that's so correct. Like, that's correct. Yeah, I mean even if you say twenty applications, right, you're getting five more. Uh, that doesn't seem like it's going to cut down the time to fill by forty percent alone. Is there what anything it, what else it, that I'm missing? Yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what it what it does is, if you think about, if you think, so what it does is, it reduces all of the time spent on making contact with people who are not in the market. Because if you know they're not in the market, you don't spend your time on talk, talking to them. You just continue nurturing them by sending them great content. So that's where the time saver is. So automating okay. follow up, essentially, right? It's what you're not doing. It's not what you're doing. The, the value is not in what you're doing. It's what in what you're not doing. You're not going uh, on a wild goose chase. I think you would also know which which geese to chase. In other words, uh, yeah, there's two, it, there's two it's aspects letting you know which other ones. Yeah, What's that? There's two, Mike, Michael yeah. G. Cox. So you bring in one or two more extra candidates, but that's not the point. You're, once, once they're there, you're not running after any more. You're working on another order. Oh, you know, that's – that's that sounds like the point to me. Lynn brought up a great point, Correct. but I think that's sort of a red herring in some ways because the way you're profiting is is by limiting the amount of work you do, not not just Correct. by bringing in more candidates, but by limiting the amount of work you do on the search. Okay, I'm I'm not being paid so by I'm being, okay. Just so everybody knows, I'm being paid by Nin, not by Adam W. Gordon. Nin is a sponsor of the show, <laughs> and I'm going to do it. <laughs> in right now. He's also my secret weapon today because he's the only one here putting some fire under your 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 heels there, uh, Adam W. Gordon. <laughs> and I appreciate that. 
Nin Tran is on the show today, and he's giving Adam W. Gordon from Candidate ID, he's giving him a run for his money, okay? So I'm going to tell you about Nin's company, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, Hire Tool. That's not how I say it, though. It's a full-service sourcing tool, and I'll tell you what you do. You go to HireTool.com, you put in, you tell it what you're looking for in normal language, or you, you just you know, say one from column A, one from column B, and it writes search strings for you. You can be stupid, you can be a dummy, and you can still make money, because it will write a search string for you that's going to look on Facebook, GitHub, LinkedIn, and all kinds of pages where you're going to find candidates, right? Then it gives it back to you in ranked results. It tells you, first off, who's best for your job, who's got the best qualifications, then who's most likely to be ready to make a move. It also guesses the salary range on these people. It does not tell you their political orientation, their IQ, or their sexual orientation. Thank goodness, okay? And I've got people on my Facebook group telling you great stuff. I got Paul Lipman, who likes them. I got uh, Brian. I, I'm going to have to pay these guys to do the ads. Brian Fink also likes them. Amy Miller, one of the best fantastic guests on the show. She loves them. It does high-volume searches for them. Michael Krause, who's never been on the show, he's a high-powered recruiter. He loves it. And, you know, he told me last week what he likes about it most, it does a pile of searches for you and saves you a lot of time. Is there anything else I should say, Nin, while you're here in order to earn my fee? Uh, not really. I'll, I okay. I want to say just we're killing it, and we're really grateful for everyone's support. Thank you. Okay, I'm I'm going to say Nin's first name is N-I-N-H. His last name is Tran. Easy to figure out. He's all over Facebook. It's easy to get in touch with him. If you do a demo with him, it's lots of fun. He shows you everything, and he doesn't bug you to make a decision. Maybe that's bad salesmanship. I don't know, but I like it. You know, he doesn't bug you right then and there. Make your mind up. Make your mind up now. He lets you think about it. See what he says, you know, see what he's done for you. He does the searches for you right then and there. And uh, then you make up your mind yourself at HireTool.com. Back to uh, Adam W. Gordon. Uh, and, you know, Adam, that's a first. It's the first time I ever had to close off a guest line in order to be heard during the ad. Thank you for, uh, you know, <laughs> thank you for that uh, innovation on my show. You don't know how much I appreciate it. Okay. Should we? Is there anything else we should talk about about talent pipelining? Uh, be, you know, before we move on to other topics, Nin, do you have anything uh, else to attack this guy with? Yeah, I'm uh, counting on you just today. Just curious, how much, how much time, how much time do you save to a recruiter, right? That's how a much time do you save? You know? okay. How much time does a recruiter save? Yeah. Per hire, well, 60 percent off time to shortlist, forty percent off time to hire. Adam, I'm okay. I'm curious, what types of uh, organizations are like? Uh, number of employees are you typically seeing that are signing up with your your company? What size uh, client do you big. play in? Yeah, big, 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 big organizations. It's Accenture, it's Mondelez, Quintiles, IMS, Thermo Fisher Scientific. Um, it's big international organizations, and that's because that's where my uh -huh. network is. I, I would would rather uh -huh. work with smaller, slightly smaller organizations, but um, because they they just make things happen faster normally than more nimble, but um, uh -huh. typically it's big international corporations. 
Okay, but what, Michael G. Cox, listen to this. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. What we've essentially established on this show, that these big organizations with their recruiting leaders are, are asleep at the wheel. Uh, they're getting searches, and they've got thousands of people in their ATS. They've already got them there, and they just ignore them. They go to LinkedIn and start a search every time from scratch. Everything they've established, all the work they've done is just thrown away, and they need Adam W. Gordon to come in here and wake them up and say, hey, wait a second, you've got a huge amount of data that you can exploit here. Is that right, Adam? Those guys, something is wrong with them. Are, are you uh, in agreement with me about that? Yeah, I mean, it's just, a, it's just a massive waste of time and money starting a search from scratch every time. It's just a massive waste of time and money. Simple as that. So, but I will say that his clients are stupid, and he won't, okay? <laughs> he won't. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Somebody said I should be a, a marketer, and I believe I should, okay? Anyway. I, I, think, um, I, think, they're incredib- I think they're actually incredibly smart because they share my vision, which is that um, – sustainable talent pipeline is going to save them a huge amount of time and money and it's going to stop them being wasteful. I have a question. Uh, I do yeah. enterprise sales and usually the big guys take take time to make a buying decision. Are, are, these, are the guys that you mentioned actually your clients or are they doing a pilot? Well, no, I mean, they're actually our clients. Um, but they do, but they, they're actually our clients. But what I would, how I would respond to that is that they they may they maybe haven't gone they maybe haven't gone all in and integrated us straight into their applicant tracking systems at this point um, because trying to integrate with Leo is going to be a nightmare. Um, so they are they are our clients and there are client there are clients using the software and paying paying monthly software fees. Um, but you know they they maybe haven't worked out exactly where to put us in their tech stack yet. We've got some smaller we we have got some smaller organisations so we we work with. Um, a company called Specsavers, who are big in the UK, is the UK's largest optometry business, um, and they're in various other parts of Europe, and they're in Australia as well. But they're, they're smaller than those ones that I mentioned earlier. Um, and for an organisation like that, they can make quicker decisions. So, I, with okay. hindsight, instead of spending thirteen, instead of, instead of spending thirteen, fourteen, fifteen months trying to land these really, really big, you know, marquee name clients. I should have gone for more of the dialogue semiconductor size businesses in the first place. And, you know, you live and learn, and that's what I learned. I have to do another ad for my good friends from PC Recruiter, okay? And uh, let me see. I mentioned Paul Lippman, and he says – I'm going to quote him. He says, I must admit – hey, Paul, I'm mentioning – how many times am I mentioning your name today? I have to put the guest on. I have to put the guest on hold for this ad. We'll be right back to guest. Okay. Fine. Hold on there. Okay. I'm going to get that guy. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. Paul Lippman said, I must admit, while I do have to turn down the volume on the Recruiting Animal Show, I do find the show informative and entertaining. Plus, I like hearing my name in the promos. And you know why? Because he talks about me. The animal talks about me because I am a happy user of PC Recruiter. And here's what I like about it. It's very configurable. It's very flexible. That's what people like. That's why it's good for the small guys and the big guys. Here's what Steve Schwartz says. PC Recruiter offers great support. It does. And features that make me placements. It's totally worth the cost compared to the value. Totally. Nick Mazur, we use PC Recruiter and we love it. I have demoed a ton of systems, and they have the most robust features 
and Sister Allison Cruz likes that word too, robust, okay? Uh, so somebody else says, well, I don't know, I don't know. The thing is, PC Recruiter is configurable, just like Paul Lipman says. They also give you good service, good support. So if you can't figure out exactly what you need, they will help you. Okay, so go to PCRecruiter.net. If you want to talk to Marty Snyder, the boss over there, he also is on Facebook all the time. Very sociable guy, PCRecruiter.net. And you know what? I guess uh, we're almost at the end of the show. We didn't get to talk about your dad. Is there anything we missed, Adam W. Gordon? I'm going to blame if – um, if I did something wrong today, I'm going to blame it on you, okay, because psychologically you threw me at the beginning of the show. Okay, but go ahead. Is there anything you want to talk about in the last few minutes that well, I didn't mention? Well, can I, yeah. yeah, there is. Can I, can I just ask a question about PC Recruiter first? Go ahead, but is, I, I, I'm is, not is, a, an expert. Go ahead. No, but is, is, PC, is PC Recruiter still the Swiss Army knife of recruiting? That's what Marty says. It's a Swiss Army Good. knife. Good. I just noticed. I just noticed what? you didn't say it in the air, so I just wanted if, there was, if it still was I, the Swiss I, Army knife recruiting. I, I, here's my logic. I thanks for helping me advertise my sponsor. I say it at the beginning. I say thank you to Marty Snyder of PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. And Nintran of Hire Tool, the super duper sourcing tool. That's how I start out. And then in the ads, I talk about how PC Recruiter loves you, and they're diverse and inclusive, <laughs> and big or small, they fit them all. That is my logic, okay? Do you have a tagline for your uh, product? You should get one. Higher, higher, faster, higher quality. Okay, higher, faster, do you higher like, quality. Do you like it? Uh, I, I don't think it refers uh, back enough to the idea of pipeline. I think you need something with pipe in it, or you know, oh, that's. I think that's what we have to come to. Nin, hi Richard, Michael G. Cox, Jerry, Maureen didn't show, uh, but I had a good time. Adam W. Gordon, you're going to come back. Candidate I'd ID, love to. Thank you. Ah!